Welcome to Women Emerge with Melissa Lambert. I am your host, and I'm so excited to come before you another Wednesday to bring some great information to you. Just before we get started, just want you to know that this show is being sponsored by Women Emerge Network, a network created for women, men, and children to help bring families' dreams, destinies, and their businesses together. Today is Wellness Wednesday. Every Wednesday, we want you to tune in and let's learn together as we share about everything wellness. When it comes to wellness, many people think only of their health, but on this show, we will discuss spiritual wellness, our health, wealth, and our mental wellness. Today's a special show, and I love when this wonderful woman come on this stage and grace this platform because she truly knows how to bring a word from the Lord. Today's topic, we're going to talk about the height of affection, a word for the body of Christ. Bringing forth this word is my spiritual mom, Apostle Sonia L. Thompson. But before we get any further, I want to kind of introduce who this wonderful woman of God is. Apostle Sonia L. Thompson of Arise Ministries International is called as a teacher of the body of Christ to operate from the platform to, to train, educate, and advise through the gospel with simplicity and purity. All aspects of her ministry have an assigned mandate to flow in wisdom and prosperity with purity. She holds a Bachelor's of Science in the field of business administration, a Master of Arts in biblical leadership, and a doctorate in biblical finances. She's an entrepreneur, mentor, and a spiritual mother. Apostle Thompson has ordained was ordained as a pastor by world-renowned minister of the gospel, Dr. Nassar Siddiqui, and affirmed as an apostle several years later. I'm not going to read any further because we need this wonderful woman of God to come grace the platform. Please welcome to the show none other than Apostle Sonia L. Thompson. Welcome to the stage, ma'am. Thank you so much, Melissa. It's always a privilege and always an honor uh, to be with you and your listening audience. Praise God. I thank you for having me. Let me do this. Let me have a quick word of prayer. This is a heavy word from the Holy Spirit. I'll let your audience know that ahead of time, and then we'll trust the Holy Spirit to speak to us. Father, we glorify you. We honor you. We lift you up. And, Lord, we thank you for your love for each and every single one of us, God and how you are shaping us and maturing us in this hour as we move forth into 2024. And, Lord, we set our ears to hear from you, Father, and take a posture of our heart that we would sit at your feet, Lord, just like Mary sat at your feet. We're going to receive from you today. We thank you for lives changed. I decree and declare the glory of the God moving through this air, the airways and this atmosphere today. Divine revelation is going to come. And I, Father, sense a divine shakeup today as well as your Holy Spirit speaks through my vocal cords today. We give you honor and glory. I decree that the anointing of God goes forth and removes every burden today and destroys every yoke in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Wow. Amen. Praise wow. the name. I'm telling you what, I haven't started yet, but uh, I sent the presence Felt of the Holy that. Spirit. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It I'm came right. You. Yes, ma'am. I'm Praise excited. I can't wait to hear what the Lord has shared um, with you. So take it away. Okay. What I'm going to do first, let me share a few verses from Psalm 62. 
62. It would be good for you, those that are listening, to go back and meditate in this psalm. This is a life-changing psalm. I've shared this with several people, and the Lord has revolutionized their lives with this particular psalm. So Psalm 62, I'm reading from the New King James Version. I'm just going to read a few verses, uh, the first few verses. Truly my soul silently waits for God. From him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. Then we move down to verse 5. My soul wait silently for God alone, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength and my refuge. Listen to this verse. Uh, And I'm going to go down to uh, verse number, let me do verse uh, 10, and I'll do through 12. Do not trust in oppression, nor vainly hope in robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. God has spoken once, twice I've heard this, that power belongs to God. And also to you, O Lord, belongs mercy, for you render to each one according to his work. This is where this teaching or this message, I don't want to call it a teaching, it's a prophetic release and a message for the body of Christ from the Lord. And um, he gave me this when you had asked me about coming on, and I didn't know what you know, uh, was going to be the menu the Holy Spirit had us, you know, uh, for us today. But he said these words, the height of affection. Those were his words. And when I asked the Holy Spirit, what do you mean about the height of affection? He said this to me. This was on November 7th of this year, 2023. And he said this to me, and let me share this, and we'll go into what I want to share from the Lord. He said, you're at the height of my affection. There's no doubt, no hesitation, and no reservation with you. My greatest desire is that my children would trust me, yet many have been found wanting. He said to me, you wait for me in the midst of every storm. You trust me for a sure deliverance. This is what I need for my people. This is the display I'm looking for. And then the Lord said this, words are not the measure I judge everything by the measure of the heart. That's how this Mm. teaching came forth from Psalm 62. Uh The height of his affection, of affection, and I'll, I'll tell you what that's all about. So affection, if we were to define it, now we know affection is a feeling, but there's another part of affection that's an act or a process of uh, of affecting or to touch deeply or when you affect something uh, or someone, you provoke a response from them. And like that woman, for an example, the woman with the issue of blood that we read about in Luke 8, this would be an example of the height of his affection, someone that has touched God in a way that provokes a response. He was affected by her. So that would give us a visual of what this would mm. look like. Jesus says, who touched me? And, mm. and we know that scripture. It, was, it meant, no, everyone else has been bumping into me. And this is what we do in mm. the body of Christ with God. We're kind of like the people in the crowd where we're wow. kind of bumping into God. And God. we wonder why he's not taking note. But then there's mm. the one or the few 
the remnant that deeply affects God and uh, they're at the height of his affection, meaning it will provoke, it will provoke a, an immediate response. You know, Mm -hmm. Melissa just touched me. Apostle Sonia just touched me. And and if Mm -hmm. whoever's listening, put your name there. Do you get that response from the master? One day I put a post up, Melissa, and it says that does your cry provoke a standstill with Jesus? Wow. Does he stop and stand still like the blind man? When he says, son of David, have mercy on me, Jesus stopped. Does our cry provoke that with God? Because uh, even in that, faith has a voice that literally grips the Lord, and everything must stop and respond because we know he cannot resist. He can't resist faith. So this is where this came from about the height of affection, being at a place that provokes God uh, in such a way that his, his response is, is an immediate response. Uh, it's a response that touches him to know we mean business with God. And uh, I don't know about those listening, but mm-hmm. I want to stay at the height of my father's yes. affection. I do. Yes. I want to stay at the height of his affection. And this doesn't mean that God doesn't love you if you're listening. That's not what I'm talking about. This has nothing to do with love. There's a lot of people that are listening, that you love God, and God surely loves you. You're born again. Um, you've come into the kingdom of God. You're, you're living a godly life, and, but you don't see the hand of God at work in your life, and you don't mm-hmm. understand why. Uh, there's still struggle in different areas, and, and you know one of my prevalent areas outside of uh, healing, well, wisdom as well, but in, in the financial area, there's a lot of um, distrust when it comes to God with, with money. And I've yet to figure that one out. But um, mm. so a lot of people are not understanding. They know God loves them, and they're frustrated, wondering how come, you know, I'm not getting a response and, and things mm. aren't changing, or how did I get here again? And it's a matter of being at the height of affection. So yeah. trusting in God is, and truly believing God from the heart this is what the Holy Spirit said to me. That's the measure of a man. This wow. is the measure of a man. Because even with you you reading my bio, I was telling you prior to, you know, mm-hmm. you got to share so much. Because is that really important? It, it could be mm-hmm. to men. You know, it's nice things that I've accomplished. Praise God. I thank God because he's the one that made me do it all. But God said that's not the measure of a man. Accomplishments, our money, our status, uh, I don't mm-hmm. care what you do is not our measure. God measures our heart in relation to him. That's the yeah. measure. of That's the divine rule that comes up against every life. Do you really believe and trust God? That's how he measures mm-hmm. us. And I'm going to tell you uh, an example of somebody who did not trust God was Cain. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. God told, told Cain and Abel to bring them the first fruits of their flocks. Abel Uh obeyed God. He bought the Uh first. They they understood the protocol. That's not written out by God, but that was the protocol. That was the understanding. They bought the first of what what produced. Abel obeyed. Cain did not. He was rejected by God. He says, if you Uh do right, won't it go well with you? And it's the same with us. If we truly trust and believe God, 
won't it go well with us? Mm. And that's what God is looking for. The question that God is posing to us is, do you believe God? And if you say you do, based on what? Based on what? Mm. Mm. Because you're saved? Because you say you believe? God measures the heart of man. And uh, this is the test even as we leave this year, now everybody there, we're under different leadership, but um, if we are hearing from the Holy Spirit, all the pieces fit in place. Because if I say this is the year that we've been moving for my ministry with divine acquisition, you know, the year of acquisition, somebody else will go, oh, yeah, it's the same thing my pastor said. There's one Holy Spirit, but we all get pieces, but they all are the same. We see all the facets and pieces in it. But here's the thing. When there's nothing tangible Mm. to support your soul's response, will it find rest in supporting God alone? Because we can be quick to say we believe God when we got a job paying $100,000, even though that's not a lot of money. But we Mm -hmm. can say that. You know, uh, oh, I trust God. God is good. Praise God. When the rug seems to be pulled out from under our feet, this is what it does. It will reveal our foundation and where our affection is setting. And I'll, I'll talk about that again in a moment. So when there's mm-hmm. nothing tangible, if I have nothing that Apostle Sonia can put her hands on in a moment of, you know, whatever change, a moment of difficulty, mm-hmm. um, can I, will my soul still find its rest and support in God alone? Or will there be a storm going on on the inside of me day after day after day? Come on. Wow. Or or, or will I know that I truly have my uh, heart set on God? The Lord said this to me. I want them to believe me. The morning God spoke to me, uh, Melissa, I began to weep Mm. from this scripture. I heard the heart of the Father going, I just want them to believe me. Why can't they just believe me? Why? Mm. And, you know, nothing has changed about me. Nothing's, and I'm adding what I know God was relaying to me. He's, I just want them to believe me. And we have to believe God in every single situation. Yeah. And, and so it's time for us in the body of Christ that we, we would come to a revelation of who we're really acquainted with. I don't think we know. Sure, you know, sure. a lot of times we're like the disciples. I'm about to do a podcast about this, but uh, we're like the disciples in the boat. When he got up and calmed the winds and the waves, they said, who is this? What manner of man is this? These are disciples walking close with him, seeing miracles. Mm-hmm. And they were shocked, still not having mm-hmm. divine revelation of who they were with. And God wow. wants us to come to a place of maturity to the fullness of time, and this is going to be part of 2024, that we've got to come to a fullness. It's the fullness of time, and we must come to a fullness in our maturity when it comes to who we're really acquainted with, who's living in us, who's walking with us, who do we claim to be our God, you know, and our Lord. We've got to know who he is. So when we have that perspective, doubt goes out the window. Fear goes out the window. I don't have any fear in that. Uh, When I know that uh, every single thing about my life and and our lives is is, is truly anchored to to Jesus Christ, 
and it sets on the the nature, the immutable, let me use that word, mm-hmm. immutable, the unchanging mm-hmm. nature, character, and word of God, I don't have any fear and doubt. There's no room for that because if no. I have fear or doubt, then I don't believe he's immutable. I don't believe I believe he's unchangeable then. I believe he's yeah. not I believe he's a liar. He's not telling me the truth mm-hmm. that he won't lie. See, when I let those things creep mm-hmm. in. Wow. And uh so in this time, even as we head out of this year because we're really in a new year already. People don't realize that. Um but we're already in the new year from a a, a biblical and Jewish standpoint, but our hearts are being proven throughout this year. God's been really proving our hearts to find out if we've got faulty foundation. And if so, it has really shown up in this month of divine revelation. Uh, it's shown up <laughs> yes. what kind of foundation we really have um, in this hour. So, you know, especially if we're questioning God about the truth of his word. And, you know, well, God, you said this to me. There's a different tone in trust and a confrontation as if you said this, but this is not happening to me. There's a different mm. tone in our voice when we talk to God. Uh, there's a confidence when we know, oh, no, this is happening. Oh, I have divine, mm. I've got a, a, an indignation in me when the enemy comes against. Oh, no, Father, I thank you that this is what your word says. The righteous yes. suffer many afflictions, but God shall deliver mm. him from them mm. all. Thank you, God, that I'm yes. delivered. And this is how we we have to have that response, not just verbally, but you know Mm. God is listening, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, to the voice of our soul as well. So, you know, Mm. we can fool people. We can sound all good and and all, you know, just kojic, if you will, and my God Mm -hmm. is, you know, but God listens to the voice of our souls. And he knows whether we have uh, doubt in our heart or not, and, and we don't want to be the people with our, um, with our mouths, we will praise him and say one thing, but our hearts be far from him. And that doesn't mean we're not mm-hmm. saved. It means that our heart is not in line with what these, words, what these words are that's coming out of our mouth, and God knows it, and we can't fool him no matter what, uh, because when we are at the height of affection, oh, man, God will move. Mm-hmm. He will show up wow. every single time. Wow. Every single time. Wow. So wow. the the question, I'm, I'm a person that when I read the word of God and God talks to me, I ask him a lot of questions because I want to have a deeper understanding. So I'm like, God, well, how do we affect you in this profound way? And we're going to see this right here in Psalm 62. Now, notice in that first verse, David said this. This is how we're at the beginning of his, his, his uh, prayer and his song. My mm-hmm. soul waits quietly. This is how he starts wow. the, the, the psalm. This is in the middle of whatever is going on with him. Truly, mm-hmm. he said, in other words, make no doubt about it. My <laughs> soul waits for God. And his soul is waiting silently and quietly for God. Why? And he tells us why. Because he knows, in that second verse, he only is my rock and my salvation. This is what he says. He's my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. David could say, my soul can, can wait on God. I can be quiet with God because I'm confident he's the rock. Mm-hmm. 
the rock that's higher yeah. than me, the rock that nothing can, can shake, nothing can move. He's my defense. In other words, you know defense is about protection. He yeah. surrounds mm-hmm. me. He's a fortress to my life, every mm. aspect of it. There's no way I'm going to have my life 100% committed to God and God's going to leave me by myself. There's no way. That, no way. that thing could never, should never enter our mind. He's not going to wow. disappoint us. He said he's my defense. In other words, he goes before me, he's my rear guard, and he surrounds mm-hmm. me. He does that with his angelic hosts and his presence as we carry him in us as the modern-day Ark of the Covenant. That is what we are, carrying the presence of God, and he is the defense. David says, I shall not be greatly moved. In other words, it's impossible. It shall not happen. This is why I can wait for whatever God says, and it's not always in trouble. Sometimes we have promises so big, we just can't wait, you know, and we start (laughs) murmuring, and God, you said this has been five years. Well, I just had a promise fulfilled that was almost, that was 10 years of taking wow. to Nairobi, Kenya, to, to do wow. what God said I would do. But I waited and thanked him, and I knew this was going to be my outcome. Why? Because God said it. So my soul could wait quiet, and I knew I was not going to be moved. He says, I'm not going to be greatly moved. It's impossible knowing who you are, God. Did you hear that? It's impossible yes. to be moved. And God's talking uh, in this scripture from David, it's about a soulish position. My soul's not going to be rattled. My soul is my mind, my emotions and will. I'm not going to let that be shaken, uh, shaken because I'm with the unshakable one. They Come can't on. get to me anyway. They can't get behind mm. this wall because he is my defense. And the only way the enemy gets behind that wall is because we permit him to do it. And that's why True. David said in, in those verses 5 and 6, my soul waits silently. He said it again, waits silently for God mm-hmm. alone. And then he says this. This is the second reason why, uh, how we can affect God in this profound way. First of all, our souls got to wait silently. This is what God looks for. He's listening to the voice of our soul. The second thing He says, my expectation is from him. We see that in verse um, 5 and verse 6. He only is my rock and my salvation, he goes on again to say. But notice he uses these words, my expectation is from him. Hmm. There's a determination about David as to where he's looking. But watch this word, which I love. I've never heard anybody teach this. This also goes according to Jeremiah 29:11. I know the plans he has for me, uh, plans to prosper me, not to harm me, and to give me a hope and a future. But there's a, a, a version that says an expected end. And I yes. believe that's the King James. Now watch it. It's the same word that we find here in Psalm 62, that word expectation. My expectation is from him. It's the word cord, C-O-R-D. And that's what God means when he, when, when he sees and says the word expectation, and David understands it. Let me tell you about this word cord. If you're, truly your expectation is from God, this word cord means obviously to be, you know, a cord connects, correct? Yeah. Um, yes, it but does. But here is 
the imagery God gave me, I want to say this has been 20 years ago, that has never left me. He gave me this imagery of the cord. It's like a mother and her baby in the womb. That baby is connected by the umbilical cord. If that umbilical cord is detached, that baby is going to die. Or if Mm. there's damage there, that baby is not going to get the nutrients that it needs. So this is what David is saying. I'm so I'm corded to you, God. I'm attached to you. This is what he means by expectation. I'm dependent on God for everything, for my very life. I'm that connected. Yeah. And this is what he was saying. So then he could say, he only is my rock and my salvation. Again, he says it. He's my defense. I shall not be moved. And, and then now we have to look, am I corded right with God? Is my expectation mm. truly of God? Am I looking to everybody else? Am I making calls trying to get – am I waiting on God to give me the next block of instruction? This is how wow. we're going to affect God. This is how we, we're going to be at the height of his affection when we have this kind of conversation with him as well as God knowing that our heart bespeaks that to him, that surely – This man or woman of God is courted to me. Their expectation is from me. They know I am their life source, and they're not going to be moved. Because to move from this place, to move, uh, let my soul come out of this spot, could be imminent death to my destiny, just like that child would die in the womb if there's a severing of the cord. Um, There could be a stunting in our growth, and that's the case for many in the body of Christ. Their their growth is stunted because they're not courted right. They got their expectation Mm -hmm. in too many places. But David said, my expectation is from him, and he says, I'm not going to be moved. And then the third thing I want to say, no, I want to say this. Let me say this about verse 8. And it it says in verse 8 in Psalm 62, to trust in him at all times and pour out your heart before him, God is a refuge for us. You see the invitation God just gave us? He -hmm. says, come and pour your heart out to me. Don't worry about running to everybody else. And watch what the Holy Spirit said to me about this verse 8. Talking to him keeps your soul from talking to you. (laughs) Don't you love God? Wow. Talking to him will keep your soul from talking to you and talking you out of the promises of God. Mm. Oh, you have to say that again. Oh, my goodness. Oh, please let me, let me, let me, because it's so powerful. Talking Mm. to him keeps your soul from talking to you Mm. and from talking Mm. you out of the promises of God. Mm. That's why David could say, my, you notice he said it more than once, my soul waits silently. I'm going to wait on God. Mm. I'm going to make this soul be quiet in the name of Jesus. And sometimes oh you have to do that. I will tell my soul, be still and know that he is God. And that phrase, be still and know that he is God, is a response to wars that were oh. going on. But there can be an internal war that we got to tell ourselves, be still. And know that he is God. And those waters Mm. are going to stop raging. That war is going to stop raging, not just on those words, but now we want to go and start talking to God. Father, I thank you 
Not pouring, pouring our heart out. I know what it looks like, God, but you gave me a word, and I glorify you and praise you, and I thank you. And this is what your word says. Remember, if we're going to come to God, we better have some, we better know how to skillfully handle the word because we need to come as many attorneys to the major attorney, our advocate, Jesus Christ, so he can take that thing to the Father. Remember, everything flows through him. So we yes. have to know the word and be skillful like attorneys. Praying is not enough. Getting a word mm-hmm. from God is not enough. That's the beginning. Come on. There's a yes, lot of people is. that can pray and intercede, and they don't know the word. They don't know the word. They don't, they, don't know, they don't have confidence in the word. They're struggling. Why so many people that are intercessors are still poor? Why? Why are they still struggling with, you know, different vices, drinking, smoking? You know, those are outward manifestations of, of sin. And um, the fact that they're not at the height of his affection. Because if they were, those would not be things that they would even think about. Believers still having sex outside of marriage and, and, and still, um, you know, doing all kinds of things. But we have to talk to God and bring his word back to him. And we can talk to God and say, Lord, I'm having a hard time, but you know what? I believe you. I know what you said to me. You're never going to leave me nor forsake me. You will never let me suffer shame for trusting in you, and I thank you for it. I thank you, Father. And I declare, mm. peace be still in your mighty name. Mm. This is how we got to talk to God. Oh, you don't think yeah. God is going to come with a breakthrough, with a, with a conversation like that? Oh, yes, mm. he will come and do it. Verse 11 and 12 Whew. says this, and I love David. Oh, I love this man of God. In verse 11 and 12, he said this. God has spoken once, twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God. Power belongs to God. And he said to you, you know, belongs to mercy. And he says you render to each one according to his work. Power belongs to God. This is the third thing. This would be number three as to, um, to how do we get to the height of God's affection. Three, knowing power belongs to God. All authority, I don't care about men and their, their mandates and, and, and whatever things we go through in life that we, we're confronted. If you don't do this by this date, this is going to happen. We let that speak louder than the power of God knowing who we're we're connected to. God, you know what? You're a rescuer. I'm calling on you. Power belongs to you. I'm asking you, Father, for divine revelation in this situation. That's how we need to talk to God. That's how we pour our heart out to God, knowing God's power, all power belongs to you. There's nothing you can't turn on my behalf. You're going to rescue mm-hmm. me, according even to Psalm 18. If you, those that are listening, if you would read that, you get to see. That's another example at the height of his affection, when we're there and we provoke a response in Psalm 18, watch how God responds to those when they call out to him in faith. And so it says that knowing, we got to know God, that all power belongs to God. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what deadline you gave me. I don't care what looks like a, a, a mountain that in the natural, of course, I'm not going to be able to scale it, but with God. Come on, I am going to be able to, to either move it or run, run right up it and over on the other side because Come I'm on. empowered 
by God. So if that power belongs to God and God lives in me, then I have that anointing and power of God working on my behalf. We have to have confidence in that. And Mm -hmm. so he says this, God is going to render. This is a very interesting word. He says, to you belongs mercy for you render to each one Mm. according to his work. Now, Mm. this word render is not what we would think. This is why I love studying the Bible. And uh, I just, you know, a lot of people sometimes will go look at different translations and they'll go, oh, I get it now. But I've seen it where you'll have other translations. They'll have something that sounds good, but it's not the original intent of the word. And if you don't have the, the, in, the original intent of the word, truly mm-hmm. you're not going to get the results, this word says. So we have to be mm-hmm. careful even in different translations. And I am not a, new, a King James only or New King James. I read King James, uh, New King James because for me it's the closest. And, it's, and I'll go look at other um, versions just to see if there's a little more like the Amplified Classic is one of my favorites. Um, as well. Mm. It always is complimentary. And I just look, and sometimes, you know, other versions will have it, but I don't read other things like, you know, versions outside of New King James because I always find it so consistent. And because of my ability to pull that understanding from there, and I'm not saying people can't from others, God will work with us where we are. Uh, but That's I'm a right. teacher, so I can't play around. i got to know what I'm talking about, and I've got to see the results. But I see the results of the height of his affection in my life. I see it. And I mean that with all humility. So this word render, he says, I'm going to render to each one according to his work. God says this word means I will make peace complete and finish it according to Mm. your work. Notice, to your work, not his work. He is going to render to each one according to his work work. So he will respond based on your working of his word, your being employed about um, the business that, you know, that will bring the response in the word. It involves being obedient, of course, what we're saying, how we're, how we are handling the word of God. God said, oh, I'm going to render it to you. You're going to find peace and a completion based on your own work. And as we follow the other things that I just mentioned. And I asked the Lord, this will be the final thing I'll say, is uh, I asked God, I said, Lord, this is incredible. I've never heard anything like this, the height of affection. What powerful words. You hear me? And that has changed my life to even have God say that to me and to hear his heart when it comes to the body of Christ. As a mother, Melissa, you know what it's like when your children don't believe you. It is something like, my God, I'm your mother. Would Mm -hmm. I lie to you? This is God. Mm -hmm. I'm your father. I'm your father. Mm -hmm. I'm your mother. I'm your everything. Would I lie Mm -hmm. to you? You know, would I leave you and not help you? No way. And so I Mm -hmm. said, God, is there another witness that will confirm this and uh, in scripture, and I gave you one Psalm 18. He just gave me that while I was speaking. But then there's Psalm 91. That's another one wow. of my favorites, Psalm yeah, 91. And mm-hmm. in Psalm 91, now I'm not going to read that whole thing, but you see what happens 
with the one that dwells in the secret place of the Most High, and that makes a confession of God, saying again, he is my my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. That's how that starts. In other words, the soul and the mind, everything, soul, my, my mind, emotions, and will has decided this is where I'm at with God. The height of his affection is right there. And then you'll go and you find out how God responds based on that. He talks about delivering and covering and a thousand fall at your side. All from that one verse? Yes. Because you're at the height of his affection. Because I made a statement or we make a statement, God's my refuge and I'm trusting him. And in the 14th verse, God says this, because he has set his love on me, therefore I will deliver him and I will set him on high. You hear that? Because he's he's known my name. You will elevate. You will expand. You will have an abundant outcome every time. Because there's a key word there that I also mentioned in Psalm 62. It's the word set. It's the Mm. word set. Because I read in the uh, other, in Psalm 62, that if if, um, uh, it talks about not trusting in in, uh, let me, I want to make sure I get it right, or, or hoping in robbery. And it says if riches increase, don't set. That's the way it goes. Set, don't set your heart on them. We, I read that in Psalm 62, verse mm. 10. I said that for a reason. And God says over here in Psalm 91, I will set him on high. That means that, you know, set. We, I'm a, I'm a, I was an English uh, minor, and I love words. Oh, wow. So set means to place or to put, Right. Yes. Yes. So now he talks about the one that sets his heart on, if I would turn around and set my heart on riches or set my heart on increase, he says Mm. this, don't do it, because you know what it means to set something? It means that whatever thing is underneath it that I've placed Mm. or put it, that is my foundation and my support. Yes, you heard me say it. So God is saying, if you set your heart on anything else, you are not at the height of my affection. It cannot mm. be. And that doesn't mean, again, I say it doesn't mean God doesn't love us. In other words, you set your trust and you set um, your, what you believe to be your refuge on something else. That's why he said, don't, you, don't set your heart there. Because I'm here to tell you I don't walk the road financially in my lifetime and learning lessons. And, and you, don't put your, your, you don't put your trust in money. And I don't, if it's increasing, God said, don't you set your heart there. Don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. You keep mm-hmm. your heart set on a sure foundation that mm-hmm. will never fail. So I don't care if this job changes. I got different business opportunities and streams. of. If one of that happens to dry up, it don't matter. My heart ain't set there anyway. He says, my mm-hmm. heart is set with God. And when our heart is set with God, he says that I'm going to take you and set you on high. Because you've known hmm. my name, and you're going to call hmm. on me, and I'm going to answer you, and I'm going to be with you in trouble and deliver you, and I'm going to honor you. Why? Because you honored me and set your heart on me that no matter what happened, you refuse to be like David and say, I shall not be greatly moved because I'm staying hmm. at my father's at the height of his affection so that when hmm. my voice goes forth, God is moving on my behalf. And, and uh, again, um, you know, like I said, this is the final thing I'll say is that it doesn't mean that God doesn't love us. I want to make that clear for somebody to say that. But, you know, we, are, we all walk at different levels of favor. I've said this before, and it's the truth. 
We all have yeah. different levels of favor based on our how we position ourselves with God. So, but he is drawn to bring immediate change when there's a heart's posture of total trust. Will God work with us when we're shaky? Absolutely, because we yes, have to will. build our faith. But we are, there's people that have been saved for 10, 15, 5, 20 years, and they still don't trust God. They still don't trust God totally. I'm talking with everything and have total dependence upon him. And this is what God is after and, and needing us to get resolved, you know, before we hit, uh, especially going into 2024. But it needs to be fixed today because it's about that kind of relationship to stay at the height of his affection. So that's hmm. what I have. That's what I needed to deliver Ooh. today, ma'am. Wow. Again, you are listening to Woman Emerge with Melissa Lambert, and we have the honor to have Apostle Sonia L. Thompson, who has delivered a word, the height of God's affection. And you gave us these three amazing tips. And I mean, I have four pages. If you guys are listening, whenever Apostle, I call her Apostle, so whenever Apostle comes on, even in the 15 minutes that we spend with her for prayer, I am writing and I listen to them because God is speaking. So God really spoke, the Holy Spirit literally spoke through Apostle. I think I have about seven pages here. Um, but we talked about the three, the three main, key, um, main, main reasons um, for the height of affection, of God's affection. And the first one was soul, your soul waits silent. Then you spoke, and I love number two because the way you related that um, example with the mom and the child being attached to the umbilical cord, they got to release, they have to cut that cord from that child. When that child is born, they got to cut it to release it from the mom. So I like how you put the expectation. My expectation is from God. And expectation, you put that as the cord. You said, I'm coordinated with God. God is my source, my everything. And I love that example. And then the third reason, just in case you haven't, you guys didn't catch all three, the third reason was knowing that power belongs to God. What a word. What a word, Apostle. And I, I want to ask, because there was so much that was in there that was so, so profound and just amazing. And I, I love this statement when you said talking to him. And I have to repeat this because I just want to make sure y'all got this part because I'm going to use this and I'm going to remember this statement throughout my rest of my life because I think this was a great nugget that was dropped. Talking to him, which is God, keeps my soul from talking to me, Melissa, and from talking my, um, me out of the promises of God. Apostle, when you said that, it's like my, the hair on my arm stood up because that's what we do every day. Amen. We talk, we literally allow ourselves to talk ourselves out of the promises mm -hmm. that God has mm -hmm. said. It's true. And you have something and then, that you then have we'll, we'll come back. We'll come back mm -hmm. and blame the devil for it. But it's uh -huh. that part. That part. And I remember just you, one, one of the, um, you have shared a prophecy and you said, Melissa, don't forget what God has promised you. And every time I feel like I'm doubting, I hear that voice, don't forget, 
Mm. A promise is a promise. You always say that. What is that statement you always say? A promise is a what? Um, Pastor Natalie well, says it as there's well. Several. There's one. No, she got <laughs> it. She got it from me sharing what the Lord said to me. It's no longer a promise if you have to work for it. There it is. That's it. Okay. No longer he a promise. He said this to me one morning. said this to me Come one on. morning, early in the year, about something huge that he has promised me in an estate community here. And, um, and I was sitting thinking about, okay, well, how you got, you know, how do you want me to do this, Lord? He says, hey, it's not a promise if you have to work for it. And I just let, I closed up my prayer book, my little, my little journal, and went on about my business. <laughs> and that is a keeper. That's yes, a keeper for the soul. Yes, it is. And, I mean, so today was truly a blessing. And I'm going to, I can't wait for us to, for it to go live on Thursday for me to listen to this over and over again because I didn't know what the, the Lord had on your heart to speak on today. But whenever um, I'm led to ask you to come and speak, I know that God has a word. And truly, this word was for me. Listen, y'all, I know y'all listening to this, and I know y'all picking it up for you, but I'm picking this up for me. And it's just a reminder for me to remind me, Melissa, be still. The promise is, is already yours. You got to speak and remember what God has said, and he's not, he's a man that he will not lie. You know, so Apostle, thank you so much for sharing, and I hope you guys did get some of the scripture. We came from from Psalm 62. Um, we also came from, Apostle um, talked about Psalms 18, so please read Psalms 18 as well. We also ended out with Psalms 91, so please make sure you grab those um, those three Psalms and list, um, and read it on your, by your, you know, whenever you get a, a chance. So, Apostle, can you tell us, if you, if you don't mind, what's next for you when it comes to your writing? Because I know that God only releases whenever he releases um, mm-hmm. certain, the Holy Spirit ready to share for you to write to the body of Christ. Um, what's next, if you don't mind me asking? I, as a matter of fact, I just finished a book before I went to Kenya, and I was hoping to have it out before then. It's called The Worry-Free Zone. Um, So the Lord has me go back and take some of my teachings and make them, you know, develop them more because I never have time to finish what's truly there. And I have to pick, you know, uh, because there's so much to say when God starts speaking. Mm -hmm. So I do have that book coming out. The Worry-Free Zone will be out in December. That's going to come out, and it's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Again, you see how the Lord is still cultivating us in trust. So uh, I'll be doing that. And there will be a Joshua uh, Generation 2 coming up in in 2024 um, for sure. And, wow. um, you know, there's quite a, quite a few things I'm working on as far as, as writing and, and um, you know, podcasts and things like that. Everything's for a different platform. And I, you know, have to know everything. I won't write it, but some things will record. Oh, thank you. So how can um, the listeners follow you as well as find all your books that God, the Holy Spirit has led you to write in the season? So how can they follow you and also purchase some of these books? Okay. So they can follow me uh, by going to Arise Ministries. That's with an S. It's plural. Ministries, I-N-T-L dot com. That's our ministry website, ariseministriesintl.com. And if you go there, you will see a line of QR codes for every platform. So they could either be scanned or they can just click them. I made them clickable too so that it will take them right to the platform to follow me there. Um, All my books can be 
purchased at you can purchase some on that website. Uh, I also have some books on um, on uh, what's the name of that one? I'm forgetting now. Oh, MegaMoneyMoves.com. MegaMoneyMoves.com. And on that platform, there are some specials for books there. I have some podcasts and some blogs there that will be life-changing. And then uh, you can go to Apostle Sonia, spelled S-O-N-Y-A, books.com, and you'll have a lineup of, of all my books there as well if you want to purchase them through Amazon. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much again, Apostle, for grace in this platform. We truly, truly appreciate you. But before you go, I would love for you to close us in in prayer, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Father, we thank you for a rich, sure, powerful word today. Lord, I thank you um, that uh, you showed up today. Your voice has been heard. And those people that uh, listen in on this broadcast, God, I know that you're going to bring a life shift and change to them, that they're going to come. I even sense uh, a repentance coming in the body of Christ, even in this aspect of trusting you, God. And you reveal to redeem. So I thank you that you're revealing our hearts to us so that you can bring us back uh, to the place you desire us to, to be so that you can get us to where we need to get to and make an impact. And I'm talking a mega impact for the kingdom of God. So, Father, we thank you. We praise you. I prophesy increase over this seed. We're not going to let the enemy come in and snatch it up. We're not going to let it be choked out, but it's going to grow and it's going to flourish, and we will have lives changed that are proof of the power of your word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Again, thank you so much, Apostle Sonia L. Thompson of Arise Ministry International. We truly, truly appreciate you today. What a word, the height of God's affection. And I know this word is coming forth with power and truly from God. So we truly appreciate it. Again, everyone, you are going to be able to listen back to this um, podcast that, um, that it will be uploaded on 12 um, top podcasts on Thursday. So if you missed today, you can get it on tomorrow and listen to it. I'm telling you, until you get the message, you listen to it over and over again. So until next Wednesday, I want you to take care, take charge, and be great. Bye for now.